Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. And then to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I've taken a couple weeks. We ain't talked a whole lot about Jackson Today, my friends, that comes to an end. <laughs> that comes to an end today. We got a lot of Jackson stuff to talk about. Uh, we may dabble into a couple of uh, social type things as we go here today. I got my friend Therese April, Dark Horse Press Now. Hi, everybody. Back in the studio after a little hiatus. It's uh, been a minute. She's I been had- on assignment. All kinds of assignments, yes. <laughs> All kinds of assignments. I, I'll be honest, I didn't even know she was coming this morning. I got a text. She goes, hey, if you don't want to unlock the door, I understand. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think it's kind of been like we've been, I've been so busy that I hadn't been checking in except for to be like, I won't be there. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and, and I tell you, it was funny. Last, last Tuesday was 4th of July, which I was like, All right, I'm going to run a replay on my first holiday. Because mm-hmm. normally I just come in and do them. But I was like, I'm going to just woosaw today. Sure. And, uh. Too, too much blood and beer was spilt on the 4th of July for me to have to come in and work on it. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> so, uh, but she texted the night before and she's like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it tomorrow. I'm like, I assumed you weren't anyway because it's the 4th of July. So I'm glad you text. Yeah. No, there is no end of the work for me, even on the holidays. So that, that time I was like, I don't I guess I didn't even think about the fact that it was 4th of July, to be honest. It was just like, tomorrow's <laughs> Tuesday. I know. Hey, all right, before we jump in, look, huge, massive, earth-shattering, earth-moving potential. Big time, yeah. News concerning our friend Anthony Fox. That's exactly right. So yesterday, the, um, the Attorney General's office issued a brief that said not only, you know, do they have problems with the trial, um, they also, and they, they said it multiple times throughout the document, this this verdict should be overturned, and he needs to be set free, basically. Yep, and our friend Sean Yerkkaran is going to mm-hmm. call in top of the second hour. Sean, we used to work in the very DA's office that that tried this case, the Hines mm-hmm. County DA's office. He and uh, he's spoken with uh, with the attorneys of Anthony. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 plugged up, jumped into his sources, and sure. he's going to bring some really good information to us at the top of the second hour. I'm not going to steal his thunder. But you guys are going to enjoy that. I'm sure Therese will as well. We got mm-hmm. the, I don't want to say the dream team, but if there was a dream team on this case, you got it together here That's this morning. Right. And uh, we're going to get you, we're going to cover every angle of this Anthony Fox thing. We haven't won yet. Right. There's still more in the process, but this is a major event. Like when you think about the fact that, you know, we've had all this and, and every well, having sat in the courtroom, just for anybody that's listening that doesn't know the whole situation, Anthony Fox was a former JPD officer accused of, of killing a man who had a brain bleed after an encounter with police. Um, long story short, during his trial, six, well, four doctors during the trial and two additional ones in various other ways have said that the injuries to this man were in no way conducive with the accusation was that he had beaten, slammed, kicked, and punched him to death. 
So long story short, you go through this trial and you have all this evidence that comes out against the fact that Anthony Fox, you know, against the assertion that Anthony Fox had killed this man. Um, There's a lot of other shady dealings in the background as well, you know, that that I think when you delve into them, uh, my opinion is they will come out to be illegal. Um, But so it, it what it looked like to the casual observer or in this case, like you and I, the ones that are, are trying to figure out the answer is that that Anthony Fox was was framed, was absolutely railroaded in this case. It was a witch hunt. And so the thing is, you know, then you run across like the appeals court turns down his appeal bond. But by I think it was five to five. And when there's a tie, it always goes to the circuit judge. So, you know, there are different things that have just seemed like, why is this still happening to this man who? by all accounts at trial, except for two witnesses who the AG's office said in their briefing were not credible. Um, You know, but by all accounts, Fox didn't kill this man, but he's still in prison to this day. He was convicted by a jury. Now, one thing that is interesting about that, as I sat in the courtroom and as I sat outside the courtroom, um, I've never sat through a two-week trial where the jury went to deliberate and never had one question to come back to the courtroom. Because when the jury has a question on procedure or whatever like that, they have to alert the judge and then they come back in the courtroom. I've never sat through even one trial where there was not one question. But we sat outside that courtroom and it took, what, four or five hours and then they came back with a verdict. And that... That doesn't track either. There are a lot of things here that look shady. Um, And anyway, long story short, the AG's office, after all that, came back and kind of confirmed what a lot of people felt, which is like this trial never should have happened. Yeah, the the, the summary thing in the the appeal document, I want to read this because I think it says it so well. I mean, I don't – I try not to cuss on this radio a lot. Oh, but this case makes you want to. (laughs) But but I think the Attorney General's office – Pimp slapped Jody Owens. Oh yeah, I mean just pimp right. slapped him. Right. I mean, and not even a little. Like backhanded it after it fronthanded it. Yeah. I did that backwards, but you get the point. Uh, yeah. I want to read this here. It says, "In sum, just as in Brown, here there was no evidence of severe trauma or trauma in multiple locations that could constitute gross negligence. The only injuries to the victim were visibly slight." And there was no extensive struggle involving multiple blows to the victim, resulting in severe blunt force trauma that could ha- that could sustain a culpable negligence finding. Uh, Fox could not reasonably have foreseen that Robinson's death was likely to happen from an everyday effort to subdue a resisting non-compliant suspect using traditional non-lethal means. Mm-hmm. That means that Fox could not even be liable in a civil case. Right. So the facts do not allow the conclusion that he committed culpable negligence homicide. Exactly. Well, that's from the attorney general's office. Right. And I want to read a piece of Clinton's um, uh, press release yesterday, too, because the city of Clinton put out a press release and it was very strong. And and when I read it, there was a piece of me that came back to it. And I'm trying to find it here in my phone. Well, you're finding that. I want to say something. Yeah, go ahead. Guys, say what you want. Say what you will about independent media. Oh, y'all, y'all aren't real journalists. Right. Y'all, y'all just run your mouths. Y'all, y'all a bunch of bootlickers. Mm. Say what you want. Say what you will. 
who was right? Who has been telling you right. what's been going on with this Anthony Fox thing since day one? It's been Therese April leading the charge. I jumped right behind. Mm-hmm. And Kim Wade and several others. Right. Uh, Kingfish and others. I want to make sure I, I, I give everybody their due here. It was independent media. Right. Not WLBT, not WJTV, not the Clan Ledger. Mm-hmm. It was people like us. Don't, when they try to shut us down, when they try to call us racist, when they try to do all these things, this is what they fear. This is what they, the fear, they fear the truth being told. Right. They well, fear you being able to get real news from us. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask y'all, please, if you listen, I know that sometimes it might take us a little bit longer to get a story out or it doesn't pop up on your feed first or whatever like that. These TV stations and and the bigger media, yeah, they're bigger. So you're going to see them more in your feed sometimes. But please check with us to see what we're putting out there. Because the fact is, on this Anthony Fox case, there was not another media outlet in that courtroom throughout until the day of the verdict. And that said, they put it out there like he, I mean, they, they phrased it as though he had beaten, stomped, kicked, and slammed this guy to death. Because that's what was in the indictment. But they didn't see it proven in court that that did not happen. So the fact is, I I have said a couple of times, when this all comes down, make them get the story from me because I'm the one who was there and they haven't touched it otherwise. And and I think that goes for you too, Clay. It's like, you know, the ones of us that are actually doing it, spread our news. Give us the credit because that's where it is. Absolutely. I I am not a journalist, but I follow journalists that I trust and I consume all this information so y'all don't have to. I 100% trust Teresa's storytelling here, her reporting. Right. The way, but you, you told her telling her the story. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. mean that as a compliment. No, I know. Uh, the way she presented this story, it it just didn't make sense, even in the most simplest of layman terms, to a guy like me that don't know the difference in justice court mm-hmm. and circuit court. Right. You know, I mean, but like, hold on, this don't make sense. I had Sean explaining stuff to me last night. Yeah. Even And that's a guy who I think we can all agree knows what he's talking about when it comes to the legal system. Absolutely. And he's like, dude, never in 30 plus years have I seen this happen. No. And apparently his his, uh, his thoughts were confirmed by Meredith Coxwell. Right. Well, and that's the truth. And then, um, so let me read this from the press release first, and then we can jump back into that. But when I was reading this press release from the city of Clinton, um, I, I want to read you this one part, because even though I've said this in various ways throughout this this time i just want y'all to hear this okay the ag's office joins a long list of agencies including the federal bureau of investigation the united states attorney's office the mississippi bureau of investigation the jackson police department and the clinton police department who have investigated this matter and determined that the charges brought by the hines county district attorney's office were unsupported and inappropriate and then you also have to remember that the uh, that federal judge Carlton Reeves also said that they were covered by qualified immunity. So we're talking about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, and then basically six investigations said that Anthony Fox was not guilty of these charges. A court case bore out that medically he could not have been guilty of these charges. And yet somehow, it was still, I mean, juries will do whatever they're going to do, and I have a lot of suspicion about what happened in that jury room. But let me just say this. With all that, why was it prosecuted? Why was the, and I'm asking this this way for a reason, why was the very best narcotics officer the city of Jackson has ever seen on the streets prosecuted for no reason that anybody else could find? 
I have my hand up in the back of the room, <laughs> Miss Yes, uh, yes, Clay. <laughs> b- b- because the people who run the city of Jackson allegedly are selling drugs, and their <laughs> friends are selling drugs, and they want the best drug cop off the streets because he was getting too close to finding their drugs. Right. Well, and I've heard allegedly. Obviously, if y'all know anything about, you know, reporters, we're constantly working sources in the background like investigators. And uh, my understanding is they may have just wanted Fox's badge. Multiple times they offered him, you know, no jail time if he would just, you know, take a plea deal. And he said no because he didn't do it. And uh, and yeah, so they took his badge. All right. I was talking uh, with 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 a girlfriend last night and just kind of bringing her up to speed on this, and mm-hmm. she was, you know, we had the conversation of him, you know, being able to sue and this, that, and the other, and I said, no, I said this, he may still very well, and he should very well do that, yeah. But this is a guy, no matter the amount of money he may he may come come from this, mm-hmm. he's a guy that's going to put that badge back on. He's going to go because now account. he's a man on a mission, and I would hate to be. In his sights, right? When that, when this all, we still could be a year away, right? Well, you know, and, and a man has are sitting right in jail for some procedural stuff, mm-hmm. but when he gets out, yeah, he's man on a mission. This is somebody who has helped more people. I mean, along the way, like sure, he's had to arrest people. Absolutely, that is his job. But as he has met these people on the streets, as he's gotten to know them, as he's he's from the these neighborhoods, you know, it's like he he understands Jackson better than just about anybody. And granted, he he ended up going to Clinton Police Department. I, I believe that if he if this works out like we hope it does, he will go back there. But the fact is, this is somebody who's going to continue to give back. He's not going to let this stop him. But you know, how, how much good do you have to be doing for you to get a target on your back like that? And the thing is, some people would argue, well, clearly he's not doing good if he's got a target. Won because, the Eric Smith Award. Is that right, right? yeah. Award, top cop, all that stuff. 70 this is, awards in nine years or something? Is that what they told us? It's the top 1% <laughs> of the top 1%. Right. They don't come better than Anthony You've seen the Denzel Washington movie, Man on Fire? Mm-hmm. Eric, Eric, uh, Anthony Fox, Man on Fire. Yeah. Yeah, man on fire. Let, let's take a break. Mm-hmm. Guns and gear text line wide open. You guys have already, our everyday textures are already texting in seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. If you want to call in, get something off your chest six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Joined by Teresa April, darkhorsepressnow dot com here in the studio this morning. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, if you want to go get caught up on the whole story, Teresa has got a great story up on darkhorsepressnow.com. dot com. You'll see it as soon as you log on there. Read it. Get up to date with what's going on. Give us a call or just listen this morning. Either way, we'll be right back after this after this break. I'm fired up this morning. I can't even get my my words out my mouth. Right. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. We'll be right back after this break. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB, streaming worldwide. Yeah, that's right, man. We 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 on the interwebs too. Yep. WYAB.com. And look, man, trick quick, trick quick, trick <laughs> here. That's a tongue t- tongue twister. Mm-hmm. We don't have an app per se, but if you'll just go to your browser of choice, if it's if it's Apple, if you're on iPhone, go to Safari. Because I think you can't save Google Chrome uh, icons to your home screen. Mm-hmm. But you can Safari. If we go down there, you go to WYAB.com. Hit listen at the top. Boom, it goes to a web page there where, you, where it streams live. Save it to your home screen. 
and it's just like having an app. One tap, boom, you listen to the Clay Edwards Show, Allison Noe, Kim Wade, Jameson Haygood, Mike Madison, all of our other local, local great shows here. So, uh, and it's just like having the app. That's what I do uh, if I'm in a outside the listening area or, or something like that. But the listening area has grown so much um, here lately with the addition of our tower and new tower and all the hard work they've done behind the scenes here since I've been on board the last couple of years with uh, Matt, the station boss. So, uh, big congratulations there. I know we're all the way down into Simpson County now and Far East Rankin County, and uh, it's a great feeling to to be uh, that loud in my hometown. Absolutely. You know? Hey, this segment is going to be brought to you by Stonington Farms. Miss Katie texted me last night and let me know the details of their next trip up here to Jackson. She goes, hey, Clay, it's Katie Stonington. I will be uh, coming to the Jackson area, Florence, Brandon, and Ridgeland next Friday, July 21st. Please let me know if you would like to place an order. I was like, absolutely. So sure. with that with that said, uh, Stonington Farms lovers, and it's more and more of y'all every time. Every time they're setting a record of how many people are buying this. So word is spreading, and that's always great. Right, right. Know? And I see a lot of my listeners there, a lot of WYAB listeners. It's uh, kind of the same crew every time. I, I like. I look forward to getting to see my Stonington crew. Yeah. Because uh, <clears throat> just good, good, nice folks. And um, I had a barbecue at a buddy of mine's the other night, and we were kind of trying to plan our next one. He's like, for a UFC fight, I think. He's like, we got to get some of those Stonington Farm ribeyes, mm-hmm. buddy of my Marty. And I'm like, you know what? That actually sounds really good. We will get some Stonington Farm ribeyes, and uh, we'll throw them down. But look. You can go check them out at stoningtonfarm.com. That's 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, steroid-free, Mississippi-raised beef. Sounds amazing. It is so good. It is so good. I keep telling you, I mean, as much as good as the ribeyes are and all that stuff, the sirloin, the ground beef is phenomenal. Mm. Um, I gave um, I gave Allison some the other night to uh, cook some spaghetti. I hadn't had spaghetti, but she took, cooked it. Said the spaghetti was phenomenal with it. Yeah, I've been doing tacos with mine and uh, uh, dirty rice stuff like that. So I'm sure the spaghetti was awesome. And uh, anyway, you, you you will not regret this purchase. I, I, I when it comes to food, I do not lead you wrong. I will not let somebody advertise <laughs> on the show if I don't like it. Right. I mean, because I got to be honest, when I read these ads, it's, it, I can't do this just for money. Mm-hmm. I, it, I gotta, it's got to work, you know, and the Stonington Farms is that place. It's locally owned. That means a, a lot to me as I sit across from my local business owner and myself. Mm-hmm. So we got to support those folks. But look, enough enough about ad reads. Check them out. Stonington Farm at Stonington with two ends, dot com. You can see their prices, all their cuts, and there'll be a phone number there. You'll call Miss Katie. And she'll get your order together. Don't don't feel like you got to order a half cow. You don't have to do that. You can order one pound of beef if that's all you want. Mm-hmm. Or you can, in fact, order a whole cow. Uh, she'll help you do that. So, stoningtonfarm.com. Right. Don't know where that you're going to put that cow in the back of your Nissan Altima. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Bring a cooler. Right. Um, also, I've got some tickets to give away at some point in time today. I think we'll do it in the second hour. A pair of tickets for the Friday night. July 28th at the Mississippi Coliseum with Chapel Heart for the Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo. These aren't just regular seats. These are to sit on the chutes. You know, so when the, when the bulls come out, when the, when the, when the barrel racers come out, whatever, you know, the chutes at the, in the end zone area there. Yeah. So these, these are the real deal seats that you see like the big sponsors and big money people sit at when you go to the Dixie Nationals. Same thing. Uh, we're going to give away another pair of those coming up soon, so stay tuned. Maybe we'll try to get creative with that and then not just be a who emails first competition. Right, right. So, uh, all right, well, look, let's get back into it, Teresa. Sure. Uh, how about a couple texts on the Guns and Gear text line? Let's do it. Um, pull it up here. I'm sorry. I'm reading that other text. Uh, Roger asked a good question. 
He says, is there anything that could possibly happen to Jody Owens? I think at this point, we don't know what's kind of in the future for Jody. Um, I, I, he, I understand, filed a brief last night to try and contest uh, the AG's briefing. Um, obviously, everything is heightened because, you know, elections are coming up and that kind of thing. Um, he's got a, a substantial opponent in Darla Palmer. Um, when it comes to legal stuff, I mean, that's that's got to be one of those things that if there were an investigation by, you know, the state or the feds or something like that into why this uh, prosecution went on. Um, I, I'm not I'm I'm not guessing anything here. I'm not trying to, to put any thoughts into anybody's head, but for there to be so much against so so many reasons against prosecuting Anthony Fox in this case and for it to go on and happen. And then, like I said, sitting through the, you can go to Dark Horse Press, type in Anthony Fox's name in the search bar, and you can look at all the stories we've done, including a story from every day in the courtroom. To have seen the things I saw in the courtroom, um, I'm I'm guessing here, it is possible that a, a case similar to this could bring a malicious prosecution charge um, if it was found that it was done for a reason other than this man committed a homicide. You know, I think what was the date that this happened on the actual uh, the uh, death of the guy? I want to say it was January of 2019, but it could have been 2018. OK, yeah. So it was prior. It was prior to 2020. Right. And also prior to Jody's tenure. Yeah. So I, here's what I think happened. I think the same was going on. I think it was kind of it was a, it was a perfect storm. I think that the George Floyd thing happened. And every every Democrat city wanted their own George Floyd so they could all become celebrities and uh, yada, yada, yada. Get an influx of cash from big companies that want to come do right on racial injustices and this, that, and the other. Also, the fact that this administration has done nothing good. Not a single thing they can hang their hat on and say, look what we did. Mm-hmm. I think it's the perfect storm uh, for them to say, let's take this situation here where a black guy ended up dead after an altercation with the police, and we can show that we're tough on police, and uh, we're going to make an example out of this guy, post George Jacktown George Floyd. We're going to we're going to we got our very own, and we're going to make an example out of this cop. The fact he's black, none of that matters. Um, I told Anthony Fox's family that um I find it so odd. I said because if if Jody Owens was white, mm-hmm. if the judge was white, and this happened. They'd be out there marching the streets, screaming that he was being railroaded by the system. Right. But because they're not, they don't care. He's the cop. He's the bad guy. Well, and I think that's the kind of the thing. So to me, yeah, there's a lot of po- politics that that come into this, and um, I mean, this has been a very political situation from day one. And let me tell you something: if there is somebody out there that does not play politics, it's Anthony Fox. And that's exactly why he would come into the crosshairs like this. Um, as far as, as any of the reasons that this might happen, um, there are other players outside the immediate circle of um, of the trial. And that would be, I mean, I have to call out the fact that Dennis Sweet um, was in and out of the uh, courtroom for at least the first trial of, of Lincoln Lampley and... Um, uh, Desmond Barney, who were accused alongside Fox. Um, and he's been a kind of a central character in a lot of this because um, he has represented the um, George Robinson family. 
And that said, it has felt like there was communication from him to the DA's office throughout. Um, and when I say felt like, there's there's evidence of it and, and people have, have documented it. But so you've got a lot of factors at play here that um, that is not visible to the naked eye if you were the person just picking up you know, the last day of the trial when they put down this, you know, the verdict. So throughout, my feeling is that, and having known Anthony Fox, and this is, you know, you can argue, well, he's your friend, so you shouldn't be doing this. I'm a small business. I'm the only reporter I have that could cover a trial right now. Um, but the fact remains that I know him, and I've never seen him do anything that I even considered shady in, like, you know, I'm going to tell my kids Santa's not real type stuff. <laughs> you know, or like what that didn't make sense. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nothing, even little white lies. So I, I just believe this was a targeted attack on somebody that has made a substantial difference on the streets of Jackson. You know, both through his kindness and through his integrity. Yeah. I mean, look, we had the opportunity to sit down with the family not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these very things got brought up. It's like, this guy's top cop. Again, yeah. I'll say top 1% of the top 1%. Right. I haven't, you know, we get the opportunity to meet a lot of police, you know, in this line of work. And especially you boots on ground doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And to a man, I have yet to meet one that says, hey, Anthony effed around. Anthony found out. Right. He, like he was in, as if he was in the wrong. Yeah. There's nobody that nobody. that knows him that would say that. And as a matter of fact, the only people that said that are one who was a lady who is, um, like I said, the the AG's office said these witnesses were not credible. But one who got video of a lot of blue lights and, and alleged blue lights in the dark and alleged that that was a video of, of George Robinson being beaten. The other was a man that Anthony Fox arrested. And there is a federal case on him. And he suddenly has all this evidence on Anthony Fox. Well, you know, someone could argue, and I think convincingly, that you don't like the cop that puts you in jail. You know, yeah, you, don't, you don't like the cop. You're a bit biased. Right. So, you know, it's you want to know why that story didn't make sense. And the thing is, this guy gets up there and talks about how Fox beat George Robinson and blah, blah, blah. But the after that, he offers him, they were grilling out, he offers him a burger. So, and and the thing is, he was using, this this alleged witness was using his cell phone, because it was getting dark out there, using his cell phone as a flashlight while he grilled burgers. And if all this was as egregious as they tried to make it, why on earth would he not have just flipped that phone over the camera and recorded it? Why on earth is there not a single recording of it out there? As a matter of fact, when the city of Jackson said, we will give you a $5,000 reward if you can come forward with any video of that incident... Nobody could do it. And the the other fact is we all know that as soon as a cop starts talking on the street, there's 10 video cameras in his face. So this is, again, I, I believe based on my, my investigation into the story that the AG's office has, has looked into this extremely closely they have mulled all the facts and if you read that opinion or not that opinion but that briefing that they put out it tracks with everything that i saw um that i i don't speak all the legalese but i read it and i was like this is exactly how i have felt throughout and a lot of other people too well you know and i mean back to the really wonky illegal instructions that the jury got 
Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, they it's were a multitude up. of things. Multitude of things. And they broke it all down in this. It's a, I hadn't got through the whole thing yet. I kind of read the highlights uh, because I trusted uh, to Therese to be able to help <laughs> us and that Sean, you know, is going to look into it as well, and, and as y'all have. But I read enough to know same thing. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what we assumed. Well, I base my opinion on your on you because sure. you were there. You know, it saves me having to go through and digest all of it. <laughs> and it's exactly what I mean. Even in the most layman terms, most just I thirty thousand foot view, you can smell something ain't right here. And if yeah. you know just a little about how Jackson and Hines County politics work, it's like, ooh, yeah, I, yeah. I smell poop. Right. Well, and I, I think too, it's possible that, um, you know. <clears throat> If there are connections to drug dealers or the drug nexus within the government or, um, you know, high-ranking officials in Hines County or um, or Jackson or attorneys that might be involved in that, um, then Anthony Fox would be the target. And I think Desmond Barney and Lincoln Lampley, when they were taken to trial, I think that was a trial run. I think they were just up there, you know, they—, they prosecuted them as well to kind of see what it was going to be like to kind of but also to get their side of the story on the record yeah. you know um, unknown texture here before we go to break and we'll come back and talk about it on the guns and gear text line said the real story is dennis sweet's role he hired tyrone lewis to so-called investigate then jody used it dennis gets very very nice treatment there yes so that's, that's interesting. All right, let's take a break real quick. We've got Therese April, darkhorsepressnow.com here live in the studio with me. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are on 103.9 FM WYAB, and we'll be right back. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM. I am sending somebody a phone number so they can call into the show real quick. I know that sounds unprofessional, but this is live time. <laughs> exactly. Um, it is Things what it happen. is. It is what it is on a day like today. Right. Look, real quick, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watchmen Security Services. Um, Man, look, these guys, locally owned, locally operated, going back to 1977 when uh, when the boss man, Mr. Eric, got into the business. They've been an Alarm.com certified installer for, well, it's at least 16 years now. They can do everything, guys. Inside cameras, outside cameras, remote gate access with cameras at the gate. Uh, obviously, your basic home alarm systems, they got that covered. But look, I, I've been a big, big proponent here lately of getting cameras, getting cameras on you in case you have to show that you were defending yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're getting into some crazy, crazy uncharted territory out here in the world and what's going on with inflation and people losing jobs and people start getting desperate when they get in the situation you know they got to pick between you eating or them eating most people are going to pick themselves sure and uh <clears throat> you just never know what kind of situation you're going to run into people going to be stealing stuff out of your garage uh you know anything mm-hmm. at least you want to know who it is and look these guys can help you with that they can also do all the smart home technology that's not tied to amazon so you don't have to worry about being locked out of your home for a week right and all that so check them out watchman secure com. They're based right out in Pearl, Mississippi there. These are good dudes too, man. These are guys that you see at your local car crews in. They're big in the Mississippi Hot Rod Association. These are, I, I want to paint a picture that these are the kind of people you want to do business with because they do business back with Mississippi folks. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's just, that, that means a lot to me. I say it all the time, but dang it, it's true. 
I mean, you're liable to see them this Saturday night out at the Cruising Pearl event. They're right there from Pearl. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if, uh, if both of them aren't there. <clears throat> so get out there. Check out WatchmanSecure.com. These are, these, are your, these are the people that sit next to you in church. These are the people that will be parked next to you at the cruise in. These are our fellow brothers and sisters right here in Mississippi. And, they can, and their technology can help save your life maybe. So check them out. WatchmanSecure.com. Look, we uh, change the schedule. We got Sean on the phone now. Oh, good. Okay. Hey, Sean, you there? Hello, Sean. Hey, Sean, you there? Sean. Maybe yeah. We, okay. Hey, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, uh-huh. uh, Derek, I apologize for hanging up on you. Uh, we'll, we'll get you back on the phone top of the second hour. Uh, Sean, so you and I, we got Sean York Karan on the phone here. Sean worked in the Hines County DA's office as an ADA for how long? Uh, seven years. Seven years. So you you got a good idea of how things work down there. Yeah, and I sent sure. this I sent this appeal uh, this this thing over to you yesterday, and you went through it. And the first thing out your first words out your mouth was, "I've never seen this happen before." Talk, t- talk about yeah. how rare this is. Yeah, I've never seen the the attorney general. You know, as I explained last night, the attorney general's office once a defendant is convicted, will then um, defend the state, the DA's office, I guess the best way to put it, on appeal. And the, the defendant will have his lawyer, they will file an appeal, and the attorney general's office will write a what's called an appellee's brief in defending the you know, actions of the state or the trial judge or whatever. And I've never, I've never seen it happen before. Apparently, though, I did consult somebody that had uh, worked up at the attorney general's office about 20 years, and he's kind of an expert on it. He says it has happened in the past, but not on this kind of issue. And what I mean, what he, what he, the way he explained it to me was the Attorney General's office has confessed error, although rare when they've done this, in matters of law, which would be like an evidentiary objection or a jury instruction, something in that regard. This, what he told me, was different because what you're dealing with is what's called the sufficiency of the evidence. And that's a jury question. And so normally you don't want to disturb what the, you know, the finder of fact, the jury, has, has come out with, what verdict they've rendered. So he said he had never seen it confessed on the sufficiency of the evidence issue. Well, and, and that makes sense to me because as I sat in that courtroom, I really felt like, and this is going to sound funny, but I, I mean it, I felt like we were all being gaslit, like, no, really, this is evidence, and we're like, there's nothing there. And they're like, this is evidence, and we're like, there's nothing there. So, it, you know, the way you describe that, that actually makes a lot of sense because there wasn't any that any of us saw. Well, what, what I was reading in the brief last night, and, of course, I, don't, I wasn't in the courtroom like you, Therese, and I don't, you know, I didn't, I'm not privy to what the DA's office, the evidence that they had, but just looking at the paper, it seems like this didn't rise to the level of what, you know, what's called culpable negligence manslaughter. Which I guess a good example of being culpably negligent would be something like driving sixty miles an hour through a school crosswalk. If you look at it that way, right. like that's being or, culpably negligent. Or you, you, know, you, you told me the story last night. You you you, uh, you refresh my memory on the, the Karen Irby stuff. Yeah. Yes, that's right. During you know the Karen Irby case um, is actually another prosecutor of mine, uh, a friend of mine, Teresa knows him. Uh, Patrick Beasley handled yeah. that case, and the at that time we actually indicted. Karen Irby for uh, what's called depraved heart murder, which I think is what they actually indicted Anthony Fox for initially, mm-hmm. and uh, which that standard is is um, a disregard for human life, which is a different standard. And so we 
indicted uh, Karen Irby for that, and then she eventually pled guilty to culpable negligence manslaughter, which if you all remember, I know it was about 13 years ago, but she was driving down Old Canton Road, and, and I don't remember the her BAC or anything like that, but I think it was pretty obvious that she'd been drinking and going at a high rate of speed and then killed those two doctors. Right. So that was another. And then we had a case um, that I handled a few years after that with a, a guy named Ethan Van Sice who killed a doctor in Heatherwood. I don't know if you guys remember this one where – and he, ran, he ran into yeah. her car and killed her, young, uh, young young teacher, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. He was a teacher. Yeah. yeah. And he, he was, he as far as we could, he wasn't drinking, but he was driving erratically through the neighborhood. He was texting. He was going all over the place. And so he eventually pled guilty to culpable negligence manslaughter. I think the difference in the Fox case, when you look at it, is this even, it's not culpable negligence. Is it even simple negligence? And simple negligence, of course, is like a, an accident, like say you're driving, you take your eyes off the road and you cause a fender bender. That's simple negligence. Right. So I, I don't know that Fox's actions, according to what I'm reading in the brief, of course, even rose to that level. So one of the one of the things that really jumped out at me in our conversation was you said, I mean, it's kind of random numbers here. I can't confirm these, but 99% of the time, the the attorney general's office and the DA's office are on the same side. Yeah, sure. on, on these yeah. things, more than ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, probably right. Probably yeah. like ninety nine point nine. I mean, so for them to come out and just so boldly say that this should be overturned, this is wrong. This is extremely, extremely rare, and it goes to what Therese has been saying since day one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not something that happens often, obviously, and you know, just whereas I had talked to Chuck Mullins yesterday who uh, handled the appeal, him and Mayor Coxwell, and mm-hmm. he had never seen it before in his career. So, I mean, that's you know a lot of legal experience there that had never really seen this. Sean, i got about a minute left where i got to take this break. Yep. What uh, the, Tell everybody what the timeline could possibly be on Anthony actually walking out of jail. You know, that's different here because um, now this doesn't, and I think I explained this on the phone last night, this doesn't mean the Court of Appeals is going to reverse the case. Right. It doesn't mean that. Now, it obviously gives good hope that they will, considering both sides agree that it should be um, reversed. But it, it doesn't mean that they could still affirm it easily. Do that. Um, so just remember that point. The uh, you know, it could be anywhere. It could be the next couple months. It could be six months. Normally, what happens after the state of Mississippi files an appellee's brief, the appellant, being Anthony Fox, would file what's called a reply brief. But I don't think they do that here considering well what are you going to reply to we agree with the state you know i mean it just doesn't right you know there's not really much to reply to in that context so it could be anywhere from a few months to six nine months you just don't know all right sean hey you gotta take this break thank you so much for jumping in this morning brother. hey I appreciate sean you. can you stay with us i have one more question after the break yeah we, we take, sure. close out the hour with us all right cool Thanks. hold on we'll be right back after this all right welcome back in we got about a minute left with uh Sean, you're at Quran. Therese had a question. So given, in your experience, is there ever a time you have four medical witnesses that say that a man did not commit a homicide as well as multiple police officers who were eyewitnesses to the event and you still take that to trial? I mean, I've, ne- I've never, I've never, I've never dealt with that situation. So I don't know if I can, you know, as I'm saying, Therese, I can't say what, what they dealt with. You know, most of my cases where somebody got killed and, the you know, pathologist said they died as a result of whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. So I can't, I can't, I don't know. I've never encountered that situation. So I don't, and that's, you know, I'm just making a legal analysis based on what the brief is. I don't know what the DA's office saw or what, you know what I mean? That's yeah. I'm, I'm just, 
So based on what I'm reading, it doesn't appear, and apparently the attorney general you know, thinks, agrees with that position, that this rose to the level of culpable negligence. But you also have to think, though, a jury did convict him, too. So that's another angle there. You know, why did, what did they see? Uh, there's just a lot to this, I think, you know. Sure. All right, brother. We appreciate you, Sean. Right. Thanks. See you tomorrow. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. We just wrapped up what I believe to be one of the best hours of radio we've ever done on this on this show. Definitely, uh, it's it's one of the most important topics I think that we've had locally. Yeah, I mean it's exposing everything that we said happened and that Therese has been beating the drum on since day one. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the wheels of justice move slow, right? But they're moving and they're moving our direction. And it's not that it ain't just about Anthony Fox. This is about the total uh, exposing of what's going on in Hines County. Well, and I have to get on one of my moral platforms for a second here, but this is not just about Anthony Fox. It's not just about, you know, Hines County or Jackson or any of that. It's about good versus evil, yep. you know, and, and right versus wrong. And And in my I think a lot of people know my dad was a prosecutor, and so I grew up in a household with a man who stood for integrity, who stood for doing the right thing regardless. If you have a case that has no evidence, you don't prosecute. You're not a defense attorney. You're not throwing things against the wall to see what sticks. Your job is to uphold what's right. That's what a prosecutor is supposed to do. And if you're a prosecutor listening to me and you're doing that, thank you, because this should never have been a tide that turned. There should never have been a time that prosecutors suddenly couldn't be trusted to do the right thing. And the fact is, as a journalist, yes, I am objective. However, when you see something that is wrong, and I have, you know, 40-something years of experience of knowing what a good prosecutor is, in addition to covering courts for my whole career, I've never seen anything as badly done by a prosecution. Even, I mean, honestly, even their, you know, even their um, presentation wasn't great. And and I want to name those prosecutors. Um, it was uh, Kurt Guthrie. It was Sharon Spencer. It was Gwen Ago. And the thing is, how do you go to sleep at night knowing that that's how you represented what is supposed to be integrity and good versus evil? How do you how do you say that? Yes, I did my job on that. And if one of them wants to call in and tell us, I'd love to hear it because I need to know as someone who believes in the justice system and how it's supposed to work because I've watched it. I need to know how you guys felt like that was the right thing to do. And I'm saying this from studying this case, not from knowing the defendant. 601-879-0002 is that phone line if uh, y'all want to call in and defend your actions. Uh, tell us what you were thinking. Speaking of the phone, we got Ryan on the line here. Okay. Let's take a call from Ryan. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Ben, and, and hey, Therese. Um, good show so far this morning, I'm, I, I can I can appreciate everything that you guys are bringing to light that people need to know. But I want to talk to your, your uh, African-American audience right quick. Uh, so I know your, your audience is very diverse, but I want to talk to, you, talk, talk to us right quick. Listen, if, you, if we stay solid behind something like this, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Uh, we can get in line and pick it and do this and boycott and do that. And you got a good guy that is behind bars, and it seems like everybody is quiet. Um, as a community, as a whole, 
Nobody should be quiet on this matter. You got people that get out of jail or, or prison for less, I mean, or for nothing. And you got somebody that's sitting in prison and nobody is making noise about it. If anybody wants to start some stuff, you can call me. I, I'll get ready to start something with you. I, you know, the right way, the legal way. Let's, let's do what we got to do. But some noise needs to be made. And, 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 to, and people really need, and this is for everybody, people need to understand that if something like this can happen to him, a top cop, what you said in the one percentile or the one percentile, right. and you quiet about it, people are going to be really, really quiet about it when it's you. It's press on this. I know now, you know, it, you know, election season coming up, but now people are talking about it again. But people have been quiet other than Therese and Clay and a couple more other people. But yeah. if you're quiet about this, when it happens to you, it's going to be even quieter. So you need to wake up and re- realize what's going on, because what can happen to him can very well happen to you or somebody don't like or somebody's getting too close to something. So we need to make some noise now. And, and so thank you for taking my call, y'all. I would I land it there, and I'll listen to the rest of the show. Thank you. Great call, Ryan. Thank you for standing up and saying those words. Thank you, Ryan, because the other thing is, too, and, and I'm not saying this is anything other than someone who has ridden with the JPD Street Crimes Unit when Anthony Fox was a part of it and watched, and I'm getting emotional saying this because – I watched how he cared about that community. I watched how he cared about Jackson and cared about the people and how he went out of his way to give his shirt off his back to help these people. He, he and his friends had barbecues for homeless people where they in, invited barbers to come cut their hair and they, they gave them free food and things like that. I've watched him, you know, pull somebody over and when it turns out the person's in crisis, He's not the jerk cop that you see on TV. He's not the guy that that we've all come to believe a cop is, or not we, but a lot of people have come to believe. Anthony Fox has cared about his community in Jackson. And where are they now? Yeah. Let's take a couple more calls here. Hey, you're on there. Good morning, everybody. Oh, hold on. For some reason, hold that, hold that thought. Hold on. Hey, you're on there. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hey. Hi. So I just want to ask a question. <clears throat> I, yeah, I put some of the blame on the jury because the jury tends to, people tend to use their emotions when they make decisions. And when you're on a jury, that's the wrong thing to do. Do not use let your emotions make the decision. Well, I agree with that. And I can say that the jury instructions were, were strange at best and... Um, badly misleading at worst um and then like the at one point the judge actually said the words if you believe this man would not be dead had he not encountered the cops that day you must convict she also told him it either needed to be a conviction or an acquittal that they couldn't hang the jury and uh and the interesting part is i've never seen a two-week trial where a jury never came back to the courtroom to ask a question but for some reason, they were in there. They didn't ask a single question, and they came back with a verdict. Um, so I, I feel like I would like to know more about that particular jury process, what that particular jury went through. All right, so well, I agree I with you. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it, brother. All right, uh, if you want to call in, I lost a call there a second ago. 601-879-0002 is the phone line. We'd love to hear from all you guys this morning. Let's see here. On the Guns and Your text line, Keith chimes in and says Ryan had a good point if this can happen to Mr. Fox with a spotlight on it because of him being an officer how much easier would it be to be railroaded as an average citizen working class citizen you know what I'm gonna say something right here because it was what it was what was running through my mind 
is you were saying what you were saying a minute ago about Anthony Fox and about what happened with him. Yeah. You know, I, I want to personally apologize. You were, you were talking about just the way this court was ran and mm-hmm. some of the nonsense that went on. This had to have been what it was like in the 1950s and 60s when white men were on trial for killing black men and it was just being thrown out. I know people don't think that Clay, Clay was going to say those kind of things. Yeah. But the kind of Mickey Mouse court that it was for them during the civil rights era, it's being reversed now. Yeah, and it really, it takes me to that same place, too. I thought about that at one point. Like, can you imagine back when the all-white jury, like, you just knew you didn't have a chance. Mm -hmm. And, and, I mean, back in the, the, before the civil rights era and during it, when it was like, sorry, you're just the wrong color. And in this case, I think the wrong color was blue. Or if the, or if the all-white jury and the defendants were white. And the and the uh, the victim yeah. was black. All the people that got off, you know, this is this is very similar to that nowadays. And you're right, the color blue, yeah, this is, is what it came back to the 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 back the blue. The police, I, I'm telling you, a lot of things played into factor here, from the corruption to the ability to try to get a national spotlight because they wanted their own George Floyd type incident. So on and so forth. Well, and keep in mind again that that Jody Owens is a George Soros DA. I, he I, is backed by George Soros. Yeah, I mean, in his his platform, George Soros, he does this in cities. He puts his DAs in there, and they become criminal safe havens. That's just the way it goes. Uh, let's see here a few more text. Somebody said we need to throw, we need to throw uh, Anthony a big party when he gets out. Fun, oh, yeah. A fundraiser. Like, like a week-long fundraiser party. Trust me on that. Uh, if, if they, all they got to do is just give me the thumbs up. And, uh, we're on it. Already got venues in mind, entertainment. I mean, everything. Uh, let's see here. Um, I think we're, uh, Zach says, yeah, well, Zach says, when he gets out, we should have a benefit for him to help support him and his family, show our appreciation for all of his good work as a cop. I think that's the thing, too. It's like at a point where you need to be able to wrap arms around Anthony. And say, hey, man, it was a few evil people against you, but the the silent majority is no longer silent. Right. And we got you back. Well, and and I guess the thing is, like, I've always been reckless when it comes to, not reckless necessarily, but when it comes to speaking out. um, It's been hard to be a journalist (laughs) because sometimes you see wrongdoing and you feel like it needs to be said. But in my life, I have had to instead prove it. Um, when you when you're a journalist and you're supposed to look at everything for the facts that they are, you can't really be run by your emotions when you speak out. But the fact is, I know that everybody doesn't have the job that I have or the time that I have to find the facts and find the truth. But guys, we've got to do better when we see good people being hurt, you know. And I'm not talking about some kind of bleeding heart thing where like, oh, boo hoo, they're oppressed. Like, yeah, if they are, let's fix it. But like. The point is, it's, it says clearly in the Bible multiple places to, to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. And uh, I think there are good ways to do it, and I think we're not doing enough of it. I agree 100%. Guys, I normally do my ad reads at the beginning of these segments, but we jumped straight in, so I'm going to do it going out of this break. <laughs> sure. Tell you I what's for lunch today. Out at the oh, big, no. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going to get hungry. <laughs> Therese, over there, in, over there in our neck of the woods in, in, uh, in Rankin County, uh-huh. the, the big salad right there. And dogwood is perfect hot weather food. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you know, it gets hot outside. And what sounds better than a nice cold salad? Uh, maybe try their uh, bravocado. 
Sounds so good. Huh? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I liked avocados until I saw the bravocado. Let's <laughs> see here. Here's our salads. Uh, yeah, let's see. You got the bravocado, the chicken Caesar, the club, the Cobb salad. I love a Cobb salad too. Oh, me too. Uh, Mediterranean miso sesame. Um, the seaside, the Southwest chicken, strawberry apple. Look, man, there's so much more than just a salad place. It is in their name, so you know they do them great. Mm-hmm. How about a sandwich or a sub or a soup? They got everybody's favorite soups around here. Broccoli cheddar, loaded baked potato, and they also have a cactus chili, which I don't want to think about chili in this particular weather. But, hey, if you're going to be inside and you ain't got to get back out, I'm sure it's fabulous. Right. Uh, try one of their smoothies. Hey, here's the great thing. They're now available on take-a-break deliveries. So you can support multiple WYAB advertisers in one fell swoop instead of using one of those national chains go to take a break deliveries download the app or go to the website use the promo code all caps clay 601 for your first delivery you're going to get five dollars off if you're a returning customer you, you already know what the promo code of the day is because you get push notifications to your phone that's or right you can go to their social media find it so that's uh, two birds one stone right there take a break deliveries and the big salad delivering food to you all right uh, let's take a call real quick. Sure. I don't want to make them stay on hold through the break. Hey, you're on there. Hello? Hey, caller. Hey, hey, you're on there. Yes. This is Larry Nelson with the victim of violent crime. I wanted to speak back briefly in reference to Detective uh, Eric Smith Award that we presented yes. to Detective Fox uh, on two occasions. Great. It was Robert Schuler Smith, Chief Lee Vance. And my group, who decided at that particular time that he was the best qualified officer on JPD. Now, keep in mind now, Fox married into my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very proud of the whole family. My granddaughter, particularly. But there was a lot of things that was happening in the streets that brought attention in the direction that it should have been hated in. And those are some of those individuals that detectives. Uh, got off of the streets. Mm-hmm. So that's what that was all about. The street committee created this scenario. There were too many people who had paid money for a certain individual to be elected mm-hmm. upset about who this young man got off the streets. And that's what it came down to. Because so they bought me some deals about, hey, man, why you do that? He did this. I said, but who did he protect by getting those individuals so I want to say I'm very proud of Detective uh, Fox. He's my family, and I hate the family that had to go through this because you had two families who suffered now. The individual right. lost their life, along with the Fox family. But anyway, at the end of the day, it all worked out. Appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for Thank that you. call. Yep. All right, let's take our break real quick. We're going to come back. We'll break that down a little bit. This is the Clay Edel Show with Therese Apel, darkhorsepressnow.com, live on 103.9 FM, WYA. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey, guys, it's storm season. Do you need a roof? You probably know it if you do, but sometimes there can be damage hidden below the surface, and you might not know it, and you may have a leak that's causing mold that can wreak all kind of havoc the longer it sits and marinates and Mm -hmm. pesters and turns into black mold and anything else. How about this? How about give Watkins Construction and Roofing a call today and let them come out and do a complimentary roof assessment, uh, whether there's hidden damage or clear, visible uh, storm damage. 
They can get you rolling. Again, it's a complimentary roof assessment. In my hood, we call that free. Right. Uh, you know, I could sit here and I could scream to the ceiling tops about how great I think these folks are. But I, every now and then I like to read some of their five-star reviews online. I just happened to stumble across one from one of our good friends and listeners of the show, Miss, Mr. and Miss Tyler and Amber Norsworthy right here. This is a five-star review on the Facebook back from September 30th of 2022. It says, the whole team is amazing and so professional, but I need to specifically recognize the two men that came today to fix the roof. I pulled up from the grocery store shopping, and they were on the roof. I got uh, I got out and started unloading some big pumpkins I got from Kroger. Do you know that this man got down off the roof to carry them in for me? How kind and precious is that? I couldn't speak to him because he spoke Spanish, so I just said gracias over and over. I was so grateful. Also, they finished it so quickly and cleaned up all their mess. You know, I'll tell you, it's the little stuff you... yeah. The best, you know, you know, you got a good roofing company when, other than you have a new roof, you didn't know they were there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I read in these comments over and over and over is how they cleaned up behind themselves. They weren't blaring the radio all day. It was just boom. It was professional. You didn't have a bunch of guys up there cussing like sailors, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So uh, check out WatkinsConstructionInc.com for a complimentary roof assessment, locally owned, locally operated. That's Watkins Construction and Roofing. Teres. Yes. How about that phone call there? Man, that brought tears to my eyes because... It did. I was watching her. Yeah. it. Sometimes to me, it's like the truth has a sound, you know, and when somebody calls and is willing to say the things that he said, um, regardless of the fact that the community is silent, um, it matters to me because that's courage and, and because it felt like the truth. And he put his name on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. He put his name on it. <laughs> no, I think and, he said Larry Nelson, if I, if I heard correctly. Yeah. Um, he put his name on it. Said, hey, you know, got f- friends on both sides and family and mm-hmm. and everything. He he confirmed again what we suspected, that yeah. the streets had something to do with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but look, um, we, we're going to keep Anthony in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're working. They're working. And uh, we're going to keep you guys on top of this. Teresa is going to stay on top of this, I can yep. assure you. Um, you know, I, 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 I want to give credit to somebody else for staying on top of this. I don't, I'm don't. i not a fan necessarily, but uh, he has been on this too, and that's Othar Kane. Othar Kane's been on it, yeah. You know, it, it, I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't mention Othar's name. Of course, I mentioned Kingfish earlier, but uh, Othar's been on top of this too, and I think this is possibly the only thing Othar and I have ever agreed on. Well, and and I love it, too, because Othar is also in the middle of that community. And, um, you know, at at this point, this case has been one that you start to feel like you stand to lose something if someone takes exception with your coverage of it or your support of Fox or things like that. Um, And Othar has been very brave and very unafraid when it comes to addressing this this case. And, you know, it's I'm grateful to have people like him, like you. I mean, you know, like those of us that are out here actually doing this regardless of consequences. Um, it, it, I think it's important. And, yeah, I think we do need to recognize him as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about that a minute ago. I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure I, I hit that. All right. As hard as it is, let's shift gears. For sure. A uh, you know, let's have a little comic relief here. <laughs> um and look, if you want to text in the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944, I will get to some of your text here before we get out of here. Did you see my photo that went viral over the last few days? <laughs> yeah. Um, a, a a man found his way parked on top of a Honda Accord mm-hmm. at Renaissance. And uh, so here's the thing. 
we posted it, and I already knew that what happened because I knew somebody was on the scene and mm-hmm. uh, that was involved, and there was clearly alcohol involved in the situation. Sure. But I wasn't ready to, to report that because I try not to do that. Um, but all the do-gooders in the comments, he had a seizure. It was a medical emergency. Well, I guess drinking a half a bottle and a bottle of Bacardi could be a medical emergency. Sure, it could. <laughs> you, got, you know, if you got alcohol poisoning, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm so amazed at the aggressiveness people will fight for their wrongness. Right. It's like I had, I put one poor lady on blast. She chewed me out in the comments, blah blah blah, and then I took mm-hmm. the WLBT confirmation of the of the, the story yeah. and put them both together. I said posting in case she deletes right you know it's like rarely will i just end up signal somebody out but it was just the ferocity of her of her wrongness right that that just shook me a little bit i'm like okay boom yeah but, well i had a similar situation with a tiktok that i did um i have a list of rules like jethro gibbs and so and i wrote them back in 2010 or something and um and rule number 30 was avoid groups of women when at all possible. And I said, you know, I've kind of come back on this. And I even labeled it the now defunct rule. But look, the fights in that those comments and the personal attacks on me, like you're the problem. Women that hang out with men are the problem. And then all these other girls being like, I just never found any friends. And then the the first group being like, it's because you're toxic. You only attract toxic people because you're, you know. And I was like, are y'all kidding me? Like over here, all these women that are saying women stick together and that women are the best friends are attacking the girls that are like, I could never really find a woman friend. And in the end, I just I don't understand why people want to go to Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever and attack people for stuff that like what's it got? I mean, that lady, what's it have to do with her if he's got a medical condition or if he's drunk? Like, why? Why is that so important? It's, that she would attack you. It's it's odd. It's like people refuse to. Some people refuse to see the bad in the world. Mm-hmm. Everything, or they, or maybe have a a dislike for me. So if I posted it, I must be making fun of somebody who was having a bad day. Right. Well, he was having a bad day, and he parked his car on top of somebody else's in a parking lot. Well, and the thing is, too, I mean, it's okay, honestly, to look at that picture. Like when I laughed when you brought it up, because like who ends up in that situation? You know, like how how do you all of a sudden be like, holy cow, I'm on top of a car yeah. in my car. You know, and, <laughs> you know? I, and, I, and I signaled out one comment, but I went to back through several and posted the facts. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll be awaiting for your reply. Right. You know, but hers were just so aggressive that I was like, you know what, we're going to signal this one out. But just to the point, people, here's the thing. Here's what most people don't want to accept. Whatever the worst case scenario is, that's usually the right answer. What's called Ackman's razor, something like mm-hmm. that. The most likely scenario is typically the answer right don't overthink it mm-hmm. don't and that's overthink the thing it. that's when it's news is when it's not what it looks like yeah um but in that case yeah i think the the point and the point to me is y'all why you got to be so militant mm. why you got to be so mean why has it got to be a knee-jerk response every time you know yeah, you so. know, and also let's just be honest it, it's a car parked on top of another car in a parking lot mm-hmm. it, it's kind of funny yeah as long oh, yeah. as nobody got nobody got hurt so we can laugh about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's not never funny to be drinking and driving or any of that. I'm not co-signing on nothing like that. I'm just saying it's a car parked on top of another. There's a reason the photo went viral. Mm-hmm. It's a reason why every news uh, station reached out and asked could they share the post, blah, blah, blah. It's because it, it's a funny picture. Right. Well, I mean, and it makes for a great Facebook post because you're going to stop and look at it when you see it. I did. I was like, what is that doing there? <laughs> you yeah. know? Wait, how did, I, I need the story. Right, exactly. I need the story. And then well, yesterday, uh, uh, I know a guy that works over there at one of the stores, 
in the mall in Renaissance, and he had a picture from the different angle, from the front of it, mm-hmm. and sent it to me. I, I shared it. It was like from a different angle. Right. And it got almost as much attention as the original post. Like every now and then, it's all, it's all right to laugh and say, laugh, you know, we love talking about stupid criminals. Right. That's stupid criminal. Sure. That, that's Florida man. Yeah, that's Florida man for sure. You know, for sure. For sure. All right, look, let's take a break. Come back. And let's talk a little bit about uh, Jack. I want. To, I don't like wasting a lot of time talking about this Jackson Water stuff, but we got to take our W's and we got to celebrate our W's when we get them. Chakway got got pimp slapped by a federal judge yesterday concerning the Jackson Water stuff. Wow. I, we're going to spend a little bit of time, five minutes or so, talking about that. We'll be right back with Therese April, darkhorsepressnow.com, on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Patina Hair Studio, located right out there in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Maybe they can uh, cut your hiccups away. Yeah, sorry, y'all. I developed a case of the hiccups over the break. So, <laughs> look, man, get out to Patina Hair Studio for all your cut, color, extensions, manicure, pedicure needs, and get a full body massage while you were in the uh, in the chair there in the shampoo station. And just enjoy the atmosphere. Grab you some great Mr. Miserous Smith or Mr. Smith, uh, what is it called? Mr. Mr. Smith products. And uh, check them out. You schedule your appointment online at patinahairstudio.com. Or they do take walk-ins mm-hmm. <laughs> between hiccups. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. This is like the worst thing that happens in radio is all of a sudden like, here are the hiccups. I can't get rid of them. <laughs> Well, I see here on their uh, Facebook photo, they, uh, they're even doing perms on young kids. So if it's, if it's perm season, bring them back in the perms. Check them out, patinahairstudio.com or patinahairstudio on Facebook. Tress. Yes. Boo. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing about hiccups is like you can't keep them quiet, even when your mouth is shut and you're covering it. <laughs> um, what, uh, Jackson Water. I'm I'm muting you for a second. Please do. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what. Let's take a call real quick before we get into Jackson Water. We hung up on Derek earlier. Hey, Derek. Hey, hey there. Uh, good morning. What you been drinking to get you the hiccups? Just that Dr. Pepper. Isn't that sad? <laughs> it is. Hey, I just wanted to make a, a comment real quick on the, um, on the uh, you know. Anthony Fox. Detective Fox. Yeah. I can only, re- it, it, it only reminds me of that book, Lamb to the Slaughter. Mm. Um, where, remember when, if you, have you ever read the uh, short story about, I think Robert Frost wrote that? Or was it, no, Roald Dahl, wasn't it? Maybe so, but I'm, I don't remember what, what the story is. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, it's when, um, you know, the, the story never implies exactly what the police officer told his wife, but whatever he told her, she picks up a rack of lamb and whacks him over the head and then leaves and comes back and. She uh, hides the evidence in the um, kitchen, mm-hmm. and when the police came to search for it, you know, they looked high and low, and you know, and so they, they she, she told them, you know, they told her that they were hungry, and she fed them the actual evidence, the the, the rack of lamb, and they were sitting there saying, "I, I bet the evidence is right up under our nose," <laughs> while shaking the pieces of lamb, and she was in the corner basically smirking. Right. But the reason why I say that the term "lamb to the slaughter," I believe this is what. Um, Detective Fox was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think throughout all this, it was very much a, a directed attack 
And it was one that he couldn't avoid. I mean, he, he's got to do his job. And the minute he did something that they could latch on to, whoever they, I'm sorry, whoever they is. Um, yeah, and they, it's, they and it's like it. the evidence to exonerate him is right up under the nose. I mean, it's like right on the line. It's so unbelievably obvious. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it helps me believe that somebody's getting some payola somewhere. I think there are a lot of questions about what's going on in the background here besides my hiccups. Well, there's a, <laughs> there, there's a, there's a, lot, of, a lot of people are related to each other behind the scenes here. I mean, there's some funky, funky stuff going on that at, at minimum uh, – Conflict of interest. Well, who was the judge in that case? Adrian Wooten. Okay, didn't Adrian Wooten in 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 that judge retiring? Do what now? Is it that the judge is retiring, or no, is it the other one? That's no, that's no, it's not her. She's going to be running again. And as a matter of fact, right after this trial, she uh, went and had a a campaign party in this same neighborhood where it happened. Um, so, and I believe Dennis Sweet threw it for her, if I understand right. Well, yeah, okay. We know what's going on with that. Well, I got a, I got a quote for the day. Are y'all ready for it? Yes. Clay, do you mind, brother? No, go ahead. It's easier to deceive people than to convince them that they're already deceived. Oh, yeah. oh you're right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, that's the quote for the day. It's easier to deceive people than it is to convince them that they're already deceived. Y'all have a great day. You, you too, too, brother. Appreciate it. All right. I'm gonna, uh, I want to jump into this Jackson water thing for just a second. Great call. <laughs> I cut her mic off. I want to read some of this Jackson water. I'm picking at Tress over here. You can, you're allowed to have the hiccups on this show. <laughs> you're, you're a valuable asset. We'll overlook it. Hiccups or not. So Judge Wingate rejects Lumumba's meddling. And we just keep telling out in case you guys don't have the time to go read all this stuff like we do, I don't even know that I have the time, I just make it. And you have to celebrate your victories. I got you I I have I gotta know that you guys know what's going on in Jackson and why we ride this so hard. Have we been talking about Jackson as much lately? No. It gets exhausting. But when we get victories like this, we're gonna we're gonna turn the ship away from the alphabet mafia. And all that's the NWO and all that. And we're going to turn it back to Jackson every now and then. Uh, this is on Kingfish's website, jacksonjambalaya.com. Uh, Judge Wingate rejects Lumumba's meddling. Hennepin says over 7,000 accounts are uh, straight piped in. That means they ain't paying for the water bill. Uh, the Pearl Call Center is under fire from Rakia Lumumba. Why she has anything to do with that, I have no idea. Nobody cares what she thinks. Uh, the Colonial... A uh, country club leak reportedly cost $2.5 million, and the city wants to advise Hennepin on picking contractors, and that's where the judge steps in. Mayor Chakwe Lumumba's attempt to stick his nose into the management of Jackson's water system ended in failure in a federal courtroom after U.S. District Judge Henry Wingate rejected the request to force water manager Ted Hennepin to be more transparent while questioning his own transparency on the water system. Undeterred, his honor, that would be uh, Chakway, wanted to help pick contractors and, and to have access to all the communications between the water manager and Judge Wingate. To it all, Judge Wingate had one answer, no. Why does Chakway want to pick the contractors? Because he allegedly going to get his cut. Mm. I can't see no other reason. It It is, again, we're talking about something that's very, very questionable. And uh, 
you know, as a public official, you want to avoid all appearances of evil. You know, be on the up and up. Be transparent. Answer Plausible public records requests. Right. Plausible deniability. Like, if I can put a couple layers between me and this thing, I'm going to put a couple layers between it. I can, you know, it's just like him fighting over the garbage contract. You made up a great point off the mm-hmm. air. I hope you don't mind me bringing it to the Go air. Go ahead. So, you know, Jody Owens being so adamant, so so aggressive in defending how wrong he is. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, or said it reminded you, of Chalkway and the garbage contract. Right. It's like when you've got your teeth set in and no matter what is brought up to show, like, maybe this isn't a good idea anymore, and you hold on to it, I always question that. Why? Yep. Especially when it's something like, Jody doesn't believe in this. You know, Chuckway had some reason that he wanted to make sure it was this particular garbage c- contractor. Why? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, it's, you know, to this point about Chuckway trying to have some say-so over the contractors, it really is beginning to appear to me that the city of Jackson ain't going to be able to touch any of that money from the federal government for this water. Mm-hmm. And that's why this guy's in place. And the federal judge has just told Chalkway, no. Right. And I love that. The, if you're a resident, a resident of Jackson, Mississippi, whether you are the biggest Chalkway supporter in the world or not, you should be dancing in the streets right now that these fools in Jackson ain't got no say-so on how this water's going to get fixed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good news day for everybody in Jackson. Right. If I'm a business owner in Jackson, I'm even more happy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, praise Jesus. Right. This fool ain't got to, ain't, the village idiot ain't got no say-so over my water anymore. Right. Well, and I would even say to those of you that are, are voters, and I'm not going to apply this to a particular elected official. You can apply it where you feel like it's needed. But, you know, some voters are the same way with their their political candidate or their party. As soon as you see it's going down the drain... A lot of people are more likely to just be like, hold up. No, this isn't happening. He's not wrong. You know, whatever. Guys, like people, humans are humans. And therefore, it doesn't matter what kind of esteem you hold a certain politician in. When they start messing everything up, it's okay to cut bait. It's okay to be like, you know what? I mean, he's good at something. He's not good at this. You know? Yep. And uh, like I said, these are the victories, you know, these are two big victories on this show today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would have covered either one of these stories for just about the whole show either way. Sure. So to get to get to where we can see the light at the end of the tunnel with with Anthony Fox and for the evidence to finally come to light for the AG's office to come up and do what they did, it's unprecedented. Yeah, absolutely. For the AG's office to rule against the DA. Right. Unprecedented, especially on an evidentiary mm-hmm. type stuff and the fact that it shouldn't even have been brought to trial to begin with. Right. And then for uh, Lumumba to be told, you ain't getting, you ain't, you ain't putting your fingers on this money. You, you're not, you're not going to get a penny of this. The Hennepin's going to be deciding who the contractors are. Mm-hmm. I don't, look, I don't care if every contractor is black. I, none of that matters to me. No, huh? I, it's ain't about a minority contractor thing. This is about Lumumba not being able to steer the ship. Well, and I think the thing is, it almost feels like in some cases right now, you know, we've allowed these elected officials. To run amok. And at some point, it's almost like when you, your kids, you're letting them run and you hope they right themselves. And finally, when they don't, you have to step in and be like, all right, discipline time. You know, um, I just feel like, you know, I think there are powers that be that are, are, are fed up and that maybe, you know, kind of saying we're done with this nonsense. Again, I was told 
that the adults were coming back into the room mm-hmm. uh, in the White House. And we'll bring that to a local level. It, it, it feels like the adults are finally starting to step back in the room. It started with the Capitol Police. Yeah. It's continuing with the water administrator and with what appears the AG's office stepping in and looking at the DA. Mm-hmm. You know, my next question is, uh, Shad White, where are you at, brother? Yeah. Where are you at? I want to, you know, I think it's time, you know, but the adults are coming back. The corruption got out of hand and uh, it may be a year, maybe two years, but I believe that the ship is going to start getting righted because it has to. Well, I think at this point, though, it may take decades to completely right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least if you get it pointed back in the right direction, mm-hmm. it's going the wrong way. Oh, yeah. It's going the wrong way. Too many people got their hands in the pots. And uh, so we'll see how it shakes out. All right, let's take a break. Come back. Land the plane for the day with Therese Apel here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show as we get ready to land this plane for today, man. I just want to thank some of our great sponsors here real quick, man. We've got A1 Gear and Auto out there on 49 in Florence for all your automotive repair needs. We got Acme Pizza and Daiquiris out there on the reservoir. We got Ellis Autoplex where your boy works at. If you need a used vehicle, come see me. We got Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center down in Crystal Springs. You need a vehicle, go see them. Gracie South Jiu Jitsu and Kickboxing. Our good friends Guns and Gear out there on 51 and Gluckstadt for all your guns and accessories and ammo and blah, 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 Cerakoting and gunsmithing needs. Mm-hmm. Check them out online, gunsandgearms.com. Lakeland Glass and Tent for all your window tinting and windshield replacement needs, as well as vehicle wraps and more. Our friends Stonington Farms for all your grass-fed beef. Take a break deliveries to deliver all these great foods from our great sponsors, such as Acme Pizza, Daiquiri's, and The Big Salad. And uh, Watkins Construction and Roofing, Ulyss Realty. You can check them out, ulyssms.com. Patina's Hair Studio, again, The Big Salad. And uh, Watchman Security Services. And also, uh, I know I said I had some rodeo tickets. I'm going to push that back to tomorrow. We'll give away two pair tomorrow. I've got a set of tickets for the huge Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo coming up at the Coliseum Saturday, Friday, July 28th and Saturday, July 29th. We got tickets for the Friday night show with uh, Mississippi's very own Chapel Heart. We'll be playing. It's going to be the biggest rodeo, I think, biggest single weekend rodeo in the country this year. So it is a, it's a big one. And that's going to be a good time. I'm really excited about that. You can get your tickets now at com or Ardenland.net if that's easier to remember. Teresh, you going to go to the rodeo? You know, I, as you were talking about it, I was thinking it sounded like fun. Oh. I, I hadn't planned it mostly because I hardly ever know what events are coming up because I'm so busy doing new stuff that happens as it goes. <laughs> well, well, if you decide you need a pair of tickets, let me know. I will. I know Thank a guy. You. I know a guy. <laughs> All right, uh, Therese, uh, thank you so much for coming on today. I uh, wasn't even sure that you were going to be able to make it. I knew so much was going on, but I, I think you're kind of in the same vein I am. Yeah. It was, uh, it was too big of a story. 100%. To not be able to come in and talk about. People are going to be expect- – we've set a level of expectations. When this stuff kind of happens, we have to be on here and do this. Absolutely. So I appreciate you getting up, driving out here to Florida. And uh, let's, uh, let's keep praying for Anthony Fox. Uh, keep praying for anything you have going on in your life. Grow Your Nose up next, followed by Jameson Haygood. I'll see you back here tomorrow, 9 a.m. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.